Welcome to Fourth for Growth Live. I'm Ricardo. I'm Courtney. And today we're going to be talking about excuses part three. And we have some listener questions that we're going to go over. So um, yeah, let's get started. What you got? This is coming straight from our social media. We've been getting some personal messages, some private messages on Instagram and Facebook. And we're going to take a few questions from our listeners on excuses. So excuses part three. Woo. Let's go. Yes. Question number one. I want to start doing a podcast. I want to start doing live videos. But my excuse is that no one is interested in what I have to say. Oh, yeah, no, not that just means maybe you haven't found them yet. They're out there. They are definitely out there. But the test is you have to actually start trying because if you hold off waiting for validation, it, it's it's a trick. Yes, you're not going to get near as far. And my big thing when it comes to that, don't live for likes. Don't live for likes, because if you go when you when you go live, when you post your podcast, when you do whatever it is that you're going to do and you don't get the feedback that you think you should be getting or you don't get the response that you think you should be getting, maybe you might be motivated or inclined to stop. Mm-hmm. And that's really the worst thing that you could do. Mm-hmm. You got to continue to be consistent. You got to continue to push forward and just do what you got to do. And remember that you're going to get progressively better. Yes. Yes. And just start with a message you are so passionate about. Even if you only talk about it for five minutes, your message should be such from your core that even if only one or two people watch it, you're still proud of it. So keep digging deeper for what actual message you want to put out there. Because I would struggle if you're still hesitating, the fire's not strong enough inside yet. So maybe you need to tell more of your story. Maybe you need to get more personal with it. Maybe you need to ask a few friends what they think or for feedback on how to shape that type message. So, you know, be open to the feedback, but don't hold off because you're not getting feedback you want. Last note on this, the first one is going to suck. Yes. That's just the way that it is. Unless you've done this before, unless you have some background in broadcasting or radio, the first 10, 20 are probably going to suck. Yeah. However, the 10th one, the 20th one, it's going to be way better than the first one. Mm-hmm. The 20th one will be way better than the 10th one. You're going to improve the more that you do it. And every time that you do it, you will improve. But you have to understand it's not going to be perfect. Don't compare yourself to us. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. Just get it done. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, on that note, I'm pretty happy we had a small audience for our first few. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> We're a lot better now, but I mean, it's. I'm now looking back. I'm grateful for that. So use it. Use it. You don't need a lot of viewers at once. We definitely blew chunks. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Yes. You guys talk a lot about tapping into your resources and paying into people and getting help from people who are already doing it. That may be friends of yours. My excuse is I don't have the resources. What do I do? Well, you get out a piece of paper, your journal, whatever's closest, and you start with if you have any money in your bank account, you have you have a money you can put there. If you have are alive, 
you have time. Time's a resource. You can put that down. Most valuable one. So just start thinking outside of the box or maybe you're looking at resources in a really strict, tight way. And, you know, your buddy down the street can be a resource. Your friend that does XYZ for a living can be a resource. So broaden how you define resource. If you're only thinking of it as something that, you know, guaranteed opportunity, here you go. It's not quite it. So you have to build up your resources. Yes. My question to you is, and I'll respond back on private message, just in case we didn't talk talk enough about this on this episode, but how do you know for a fact that you don't have the right resources? Good question. Have you already pinged? Have you reached out to 10 people, 50 people, 100 people? Have you posted on your wall? Have you posted on the blog? Have you joined the group that may be able to help you do what you're trying to do? Mm-hmm. How do you know for a fact, without a doubt, that you don't have the resources? That's yeah. a great question. That is a great one. And if you don't feel that you have the education, the talent, because those are all resources too, the money, those are resources. What can you do to get the talent, to get the education, to learn on how to do X, Y, Z? What can you do to get yourself better? Like we talked about on the previous Five for Growth episode, what root, what root skills can you harvest and plant just like the bamboo that will pay off dividends in five years? Mm-hmm. And maybe exchange those word, that word resource for skills. Because that lessens it in your brain and it lets you, you can build a skill. You just have to figure out how to do it and practice it, right? So maybe instead of calling them resources, call them skills. Or if it's something you're building on, be like, oh, I'm practicing that muscle and name that muscle. And that just tells your brain that you're making progress. So you'll feel closer to your goal by default because you are, you're actually letting it flow because you're willing to learn more things and keep engaging to build your skills. And when you have skills built up, you have good resources. Yeah. 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 Another excuse. This wasn't in, but this is one that just popped into my mind. A lot one that I hear a lot is I'm too old or I'm too tired. Mm. Mm. Nope. Colonel Sanders. Tell us about Colonel Sanders, Courtney. Colonel Sanders was not in the chicken business before this time frame in his life. But I I you have to pick up the details, but he went to thousands of places and tried to sell his chicken recipe in his 70s. And he'd been perfecting this for so long before that. So uh, will you tell me what you know more of and wrap that up? Because I don't remember how. I know he he did not stop. He knocked down doors for years. Correct. According to this, Colonel Sanders was 65 years old when he got his first retirement check and he didn't like that check. He didn't want to live off off of that retirement. So he went knocking door to door, talking to people and cooking their chicken, sleeping in his car, and he got rejected 1,009 times. 1,009, you guys. Like, yeah. Have we even attempted what we want that many times? Come on. Probably not. No. Probably not. (laughs) So the excuse that you're too old just doesn't really work. That just doesn't really work. What if people are afraid of what people will think of them? That's a big excuse. I'm scared of what people will think of me. That's a big one. And it is very, that's a very intense one that uh, it runs a lot of things in our life. Yeah, it's real. It's legitimate. And I, the addiction to approval, I've been working on this, probably focusing on it for four or five years. And it's 
still taken me time actively working on it and actively in situations where I'm like, oh, I wonder what this person will think of me. Well, I forced myself to do it. Like, I don't know. It's a mind game I play with myself now where if I am going to be nervous what somebody thinks, you have to do it because that means that'll make me stronger. I'll either see nobody cared or nobody, you know, trash talk me or I need to get stronger and, you know, haters are going to hate. So if you got haters, you're doing something right, right? Now, I'm not saying you want everybody around you to be giving you the negative side of that. But if you are catering to what people think, you're giving away all of your power, all of it. And one of my favorite sayings on this is there's your business, their business, and God's business. Okay. So the Mm. other person has their own thing going on. You have your own thing going on. And then third, there's some other source involved. So you only need to pay attention to your business. And the challenge of that is sometimes people get up in your business, okay? And you want to get up in theirs. So take a deep breath, step back. What can you do to control the situation or your reaction? Sometimes we can't control the situation. We can only control our reaction. So there's you got to do your best on your business you can't bother with their business. Look, some people will sit there all day and just hate on people online and comment negative things everywhere. They're really sad. They're really hurt. They're really, you know, fill in the blank. Something's going on with that person. So don't cater what you want around that. Okay. They'll, the world will just, that's where it just double down, triple down on who you are and lean more into that because the world will adjust and you'll find a tribe that's you're more meant to be with or following that just has the same hunger and passion as you about that message, you know? Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about reaction. You mentioned reaction. Yeah. So right before a reaction, what is really, what's a reaction? What in its essence, a reaction is what? A response. Mm-hmm. And what happens right before the response? A stimulus. You get triggered. You get triggered. Something happens, you get triggered, and then you respond, i.e. react, Right. Mm-hmm. So you have a small moment in time between the trigger and the response in order to choose to do something different. And you know how fast that moment in time is? Boom. That quick. You got that much time to choose to have a different response and to react differently. Mm-hmm. So what can you do to get into that space in order to adjust and change how you may respond to a specific trigger? And the number one thing that can help you with that is meditation. Meditation, journaling, journaling on what you could have done different, and then slowly and steadily recondition your brain to respond differently to that trigger. Mm -hmm. And I want to point out, too, the power in something happening that fast. So if you can just get better in, you know, from this moment on, get better at that split second in between when the stimulus happens and your reaction happens and just practice that. Think of how many things you're regretting, how you handled things earlier in your life. And you're literally giving the power to something that happened that quick, right? So don't like stop with the regret. Stop with the regret. It doesn't help anyone, okay? At one point you wanted it because you did it, right? So just let it go and lay that weight down because whenever you have another moment, you're gonna be like, oh, it's because I, you know, you know from your own evidence of your life that the power in that split second. So it can free up the rest of your life from regret if you can conquer this. It's worth polishing that. 
And I will say this, the more fans that you have, the more negative reviews and the more negative reactions you're going to get. It's just part of life. Yeah. I would love to be able to sit here and tell you that all the react negative reactions don't matter, that they're not going to hurt, that they're not going to sting, that they're not going to make you think. But that's just a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's our human biology to care. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to turn you into callous people that have no feelings or emotions because that's actually worse. And we don't want that for you. Yeah. But it's not so much about not caring, but not allowing it to put you down or impact you in a negative way. That's a, that's the Delta. Yep. That's the Delta. Don't allow it to impact you. Don't allow it to stop you. Don't allow people's judgments and criticisms about what you're doing to impact you in a negative way or allow you or push you to stop what you're doing and pursuing what you want to do and pushing towards your dreams. Mm-hmm. And you hear us uh, say it here a lot. Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. That's Tony yes. Robbins reference. However, if you take on that mindset, look, I don't know if every single thing that will ever happen will be in your favor, right? But if you handle it correctly and react as best you can, you literally are just helping fate kind of push you along in the direction you want. Does that make sense? It, yes, you it does. Go live, live through your next week or so and just practice like, okay, okay, that thing happened for me. So either that's, you don't need to associate with that person anymore. Either they did, pointed out something you need to realize, or it's just somebody running their opinion because they don't have anyone else to listen to them. Okay. So just, you have to have that discernment and let it go. Like, what if it's all let happening go. for you? Yes, it is. Mm. What about the excuse of well, I don't know my why, so I can't get started. That's a big one. I struggled with that one in the MLM world. Yeah, I had to do like an exercise that uh, literally they're like, okay, well, if you don't have your why, what if, what would you do if you won the lottery? And so I had to journal for my first mentor in the business and write like this whole thing and send it to her saying like what I would do with a lot of money or something. And so that's a great question. I don't know if your why is the best like, what are you just naturally passionate about? Start there. You'll work up to your why. Like, okay, if you don't know your why yet, let's reverse engineer it. Okay, what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? Like, even it's so a look real short term, look long term, but it's in there somewhere. But Sean Murphy pointed out on one episode that we did with him, whenever you're a child or children, I don't, a lot of the reaction when we hear why is, I don't know, think of a child saying, I'm going to go do this. Somebody be like, why? Why are you doing that? So it's the negative why and getting asked that over and over that also has trained us. So I personally realized I had a negative anchor to that word. And so I call it a different thing now. I call it my mission. Oh, that's another one. Someone else taught me that. That was feedback from someone else. Don't call it your why. Don't call it your job. Don't call it this. Call it your mission. And if who you are doesn't fit your mission, find another J-O-B, find another career, find another whatever, you know, but it's, find something different. Yeah. Just deconstruct that. Cause the answer's in there somewhere. I'm trying not to do this so much, but I can't help it on this one. I'm trying my best not to answer a question with a question, <laughs> but my question to your question is why does it matter? That's a good one. Why, why does your why matter? Even without a why, you know what skills you need to be developing and have right now in order to accomplish what you want to do. Yeah. For example, if you're looking for this phenomenal why to fall in your lap, to start a podcast or to start being a speaker or to start writing a book, you already know what core skills you need. 
to have and work on and start to develop before that why comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can tell you why it is probably your why. I can't think of a better way to say that right now, but basically you are passionate about it. You care about it. You care about it enough that these thoughts keep repeating. And Les Brown is one that I love, love Les Brown. I'm hungry, but he teaches on your dreams are only you can give birth to your dreams. So the fact that you woke up today with a dream, that's your evidence to pursue it. That's your sign. You woke up today and you still have the thought. Once again, another day of this earth saying, hey, go for it today. So don't, everyone's looking for this big grand billboard to just come across their life. Mm -mm. It doesn't look like that. But the fact that you are asking that question shows me you really want this. So if you need someone else's permission, we give you ours. (laughs) But you don't. I have another one right here. What if your excuses? the people that I'm hanging out with keep telling me that it's a bad idea or that I can't do it. (sighs) Do they pay your bills? No. That's all I got to say about that. And even if they did, does it really matter? No. Why do you care? No. I I will say this. It's really, it is easy for us to say, why do you care or why does it matter? So let me take a little bit different spin and go a little bit deeper on this. Okay. We're designed to care. We're designed for that to bother us. We're designed for that to matter. Would it be easier if every time that we had a grand idea that we had this amazing support system and friends and family that would just hop on board and support us 110%? Yeah, I'd love that. That would be fantastic. That would be fabulous. But does that happen the majority of the time? No. In some cases, it does. I'm not going to discount that it doesn't happen and say that it doesn't happen ever. In some cases, it does. But in most cases, people will think that you're crazy. People will think that's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Think about back in the early 1900s. If someone sat there and told you that you're going to have a device that fits in the palm of your hand, that you'll be able to access information and call anyone and message anyone in the world immediately, do you think your friends would support you if you had that dream? Most likely not. Yep. And it's their limiting beliefs. So don't don't let somebody teach you their limiting beliefs. Okay. That's a big one. I mean, it's big. It's you don't get it all away and right away. And you don't see it in everyone right away. But everyone also has limiting beliefs. So they will pass those along in the form of loving advice. Okay. And sometimes you should take it and sometimes you should just smile, tell me love them. Thank you for the feedback and not take it. I'll say this. The majority of the time, the people that love you don't want you to get hurt, don't want you to get your hopes up. So maybe the fact that they're telling you that you can't do it or that's a bad idea or don't want to support you is actually coming from a place of love and care. Yeah. And specifically, if they're calling you a lunatic, I want to teach you about the history of that word. So the word lunatic was coined... um, Decades before we went to the moon, but basically that was the name of somebody who thought humans could go to the moon. Mm. Lunatic. And it it, we still use it in its same meaning, but we've been to the moon. Like it's it's just funny to me. So Yep. Yeah. I hope you are a lunatic. So maybe reframe that in your head and be like, okay, I'm off to the moon, guys. And you only get offended if you personally put that definition on it. So just lighten up on yourself. Yeah. Just do it. Don't worry about it. 
most likely, once you get some momentum going and they see that you're serious, they see that you, you're committed, you, they start to see some progress, they'll jump on board and support you. Bingo. And if they don't, that's okay too, because most likely you will find those people that will support you once you start putting your message out there and they get excited about it. Mm-hmm. What about that timeless excuse? We've talked about time. We talked about space on the previous episode on excuses. But what about, I don't have enough money. I don't have the financial resources. Yeah. If you're saying those kind of things in your head all the time, that's a large part of why you don't. I, and I'm not trying to break hearts with this. So I'm going to say I just am talking to Courtney right now. Okay. If you are repeating and affirming what you don't want, you're going to get more of what you don't want. So if it rolls off like, oh, I can't afford that. I don't have the money. I can, oh, I could never buy that new quality of whatever. If that is so easy for you to say, it's that should be alarming to you because that's creating your future because that autopilot literally, it you create what you believe in, right? So I would change it to something else than money. I would just flip it to something like I like the term abundance vitality, just because it's money is energy. Money is energy. So start to reframe that in your brain with how you define it to yourself. Because if every time you think of money, it's this big, daunting, terrible thing because you don't have enough or you're behind on your bills. That is scary. That is legitimately scary. However, Money is also a beautiful thing. You know, money allows you to do money allows you to live in the home you live in, you know, so start listing just reasons why you're grateful for money. Anytime you have that thought, like, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. If you can just channel gratitude towards finances somehow, you're on a good start. But just that's how I flip it in the moment. But um, you got to get yourself away from thinking like that. And I know that's hard to hear when you first hear somebody say that because you're like, still don't have the money. Like what's that? These words are supposed to help me, but just practice it. Just practice it because the words cast energy. And when you start to feel that different energy, it'll start to change things around you and inevitably your bank account or your hustle or your motivation or something will change, but bring some gratitude into it. Uh, Yeah. I don't really have much to add to that, but I think I want to add something to everything that we've been talking about today. And I want to make sure that everyone listening understands this, whatever you're feeling, Whatever your quote unquote reason or excuse is to not do something, those feelings that these thoughts generate are real. We're not here to dismiss those thoughts. We're not here to say, no, just think positive and think there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. Or we're not here to just try to let you forget or coax you or make you think that those feelings are wrong or incorrect because that's not what we're here to do. We are here to tell you to explore and go deeper into those feelings and determine if that's really the truth of the statements that you continue to make to yourself. The feelings that you're feeling from these statements are 110% true. There's nothing wrong with the way that you're feeling. There's nothing wrong with these thoughts running through your head. You're not broken. You're not, I don't even know what the other word is besides broken. You're not weak. You're not. You're not. And these feelings are perfectly natural. They're part of who we are. They're part of how you think. And all we want to do here is encourage you to explore deeper into these concepts that we're talking about to really, truly define and find, define and find the true authentic you. Mm -hmm. I know I don't know you. 
I know that many of you are listening across the world, but the truth is that the true authentic you is not the true authentic you doesn't truly believe these things that you say to yourself. Because if you did, you wouldn't be listening to this broadcast. You know that you can improve. You know that you can do better. Do you need some tools, some strategies, and tips to get there? Of course. And that's why we're here. However, I don't believe that you truly believe that at your core. You just need a little nudge. You just need a little bit of advice. You just need a, maybe a strategy or a different thought here to just open up those floodgates to allow that authentic you, that energy to come through you and to decide to do something different with the situation that's currently in front of your face. Yep. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just practicing a different route. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I did get a question a few weeks ago that um, I feel like now it's a perfect time to share it, but somebody was asking, they had just finished listening to some Bob Proctor content and she asked, how do I know if I have a poverty complex or a prosperity complex? Basically mm -hmm. asking what mindset she's in. And I said, babe, you sent this message. You have prosperity complex. So if you have any urge to improve, don't beat yourself up. You have what it takes. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast or any other podcast or self-development thing out there, you have the urge to improve. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. And as long as you have that urge to improve and be a better person, you're ahead of 99% of the other people who don't even care to look for solutions for the problems that they're facing or the challenges that they have in their life. Mm -hmm. You can hold it in your head. You can hold it in your hand. Since we were talking about Bob Proctor. I love it. Yes. Great episode, Courtney. That was. I feel like there's more. Anyway, thank you. Good for, energy here. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Force for Growth. And remember to be a force for good, a force for growth, and a force for greatness. Bye.